You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 31. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. It's a rainy, quiet day here at my house, and I thought I would record a podcast for you. It was a busy, fun weekend, but today's Monday, and so now it's time to get back to work. What I want to talk about today is work-life balance, or what I prefer to call work-life harmony. Work-life balance is something that we talk about so much in this profession, and I even did a lecture about it not too long ago, and I've definitely lived it. I've been in this profession a long time. I've raised a family. I've bought a practice. I've definitely lived that balancing act between my busy practice, being a veterinarian, being an owner, and then being a parent and a wife, taking care of your home. It's all part of the deal. Work-life balance is a funny term when you really think about it. The definition of balance is a situation in which different elements are equal or in the current proportions. That definition implies that you can give each portion or area of your life 50%. The image that that presents is of one of those old-fashioned balance scales, which is something that I actually had in my practice when I first started working there. We had this balance scale It kind of looked like something that you would picture drug dealers weighing drugs on. But on one side of it, we had this metal basket. And the idea about the metal basket is it had a lid on it, is that you could put a little bird or a hamster or some other little furry pet. It was big enough to fit like a guinea pig, Um, not quite big enough for a rabbit, but this little metal basket, and it's set on this balance beam. So you'd put your little critter in there and then you would slide the weights back and forth on the other side from the basket and get it into balance. So you could balance out the weight of the pet and those little balance beam weights would tell you how much the pet weighed in grams. And most of you probably haven't seen this type of scale because it was an antique when I started at my practice and that was quite a long time ago. Um, And I wish I would have saved it because I haven't seen one since. It was kind of cool and super accurate. But anyway, you kind of get the picture. So when we're talking about balance, that's what I picture in my head is on one side is your life and on the other side is your work. And we're trying to get those things in perfect balance. You really can't have balance in all areas of your life. At least I don't think you can. There's really no way to make it equal or balanced when it comes to all the things that we do and that pop up for us in our lives and all the things that we have to handle, especially when you are a working person, um, whether you work outside or inside the home. And work and life tend to be wholly separate things. They cannot and probably never will be leveled out like you'd picture on that balance scale that I put the little critters in. So even if you have a homework situation like I'm doing right now with the podcast, you really can't balance that with your life at home. 
and your family and the responsibilities that you have to yourself, to your health, to your exercise routine, to your diet, all those things that make up your life. So work and life cross paths in so many ways. Did you ever have your kids call you at work in the middle of a busy day with some drama that they were creating? The phone goes off on your desk if it's your cell phone or if your kids are really persistent, they'll actually call on the hospital phone to get a hold of you and they'll be at home fighting or they can't find something or there's some sort of drama at home. So you get yanked out of your work life and you get pulled into the mom life at home when you're really at work. And so there's really not a good way to balance that. We used to do this to my mom all the time when she was working. My mom went back to work when I think I was in maybe junior high school. And so the time I went to junior high and high school, my mom would be at work a lot of times when we got home from school. And my sisters and I would be fighting. And so the first thing we do is call my mom at work because we were fighting and we needed somebody to break up the fight. And I can remember that didn't go over so well with my mom. She would get kind of upset at us. And I understand why. It's hard when you're trying to be in work and be doing your best work. And then your life at home is yanking on you and and sucking you back away from your work. I've also had the school call me while I'm at work telling me that one of my kids is sick. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that. Now you have to figure out how you're going to finish doing your job and also care for a sick child. You really cannot extract that home life situation from your work life and vice versa. If you're at home taking care of your kids and work calls with some sort of emergency or some sort of crisis at work, it's really hard to extract those two and make those separate and put those on two ends of the scale and try to balance them. They're more blended and intertwined. They're connected on some deep emotional level and also a physical level. When the kid calls you at work and you have to drop everything to run to school and pick them up because they're sick, there's a lot of emotions involved in that. And also physically, you can't be in two places at once. So balance, I think, is kind of a misnomer. There's this disconnect. So because it's disconnected and because we're having trouble balancing this work and life, it creates a lot of stress, trying to negotiate in your brain how you can be in two places at once, because both areas are needed. You need to work physically to provide food and shelter to yourself and your family, and so there are physical needs tied up with that, and emotionally working helps add to your feelings of self-worth and accomplishment. You really need both areas in your life to create some sort of harmony emotionally and physically. So it's not just work affecting life, it's also life affecting work. There are relationships that you have at home, your health, your hobbies, your spouse, your children. They have a big effect on how you approach your work. If you have five kids and six dogs at home, that's gonna affect your capacity to work. You're gonna have less time to spend working than someone who's single and has no pets. Physically, you're just going to have less time. And you could be better or worse off emotionally, depending on how you think about pets and children in your life. So you may be better off emotionally with all the kids and dogs. You may be better off emotionally with no kids and dogs. But that is why 
I don't really think it can be balanced. I really think it has to be more about harmony. So it's more about devoting your full attention to each area of your life as needed and when you're in it. That's why I like the word harmony so much better than I like the word balance. It kind of comes from this idea in music. And I have always loved music. I've always loved to sing. I played instruments when I was a kid. And I think most of us love music. And there's something in music called harmony when you blend all these parts of different instruments and different voices together to accomplish harmony. Because I love music, this harmony thing really rings true to me. So this word appeals to me on a lot of levels. So the definition of harmony is the quality of forming and pleasing a consistent whole. Or another definition is the combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce chords and chord progressions having a pleasing effect. So if we can create a pleasing effect in our life, if we can create harmony in our life and get all the parts of our life to form one beautiful big whole that's pleasing to us, that's really what it's all about. And I think that's very appealing. Work-life harmony, when we think of it, is much more attainable than trying to balance. And when you think of harmony and you think of it as a blending, it will change the way you look at how the pieces of your life come together. And as we all know, changing the way we think about something will always change the way we feel about it. So where balance and the thought of balance seems impossible, harmony and thinking of it as blending these areas of your life, like music, is quite possible. So it all begins, like everything else, from your thoughts about it. What is it that we can do to make our entire life more harmonious. How do we accomplish this? Let's ask ourselves some questions. I found these questions in an article that I read by Kate McCready on balance versus harmony in the workplace. It was an article from 2017, but I really thought these questions could help us navigate this subject. So I'm going to use them here. What aspects of my life are having the most positive and negative effect on my work? And what aspects of my work are having the most positive and negative effects on my life? Then can I improve an area of my life by shifting something at work? And can I improve an area of my work by shifting something in my life? What changes could I make to life and work so that each supports me better and causes me to live to my fullest potential. So I thought these questions were a great starting point, but I think we really do need to ask ourselves a lot of questions when we're navigating this work-life harmony situation, because we really need to be fully conscious about what we're doing, about our relationships, and about the way our relationships at home and our relationships at work can either go against each other or work together to make us feel better in both situations and in the entirety of our life. So let's start with the positives because I'm an optimist and I always want to do positive. So let's do positive first. In my work and in most of our veterinary work, regardless of whether we're veterinarians, managers, technicians, animal assistants, or receptionists, 
or even if you don't work in the veterinary industry, any job where you have to deal with humans, especially in a service capacity, you have to deal with this. There's so many positives that come from working in the service industry, and I want to talk about those first. The first most positive thing I can think of about our job is that we get to have a lot of human interaction. And a lot of it's one-on-one. Most of the time, it's interaction between one or two people on a daily basis and ourselves. And interacting with humans is not only rewarding, but it's also super fascinating. And I've really grown to look at it that way. We never know what we're going to get. It's like that Forrest Gump saying or that Forrest Gump quote from the movie. He said, Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And when we're dealing with clients, it's like a box of chocolates, right? You never know what you're going to get when you're dealing with these humans and these pets that come into your practice. It's really unpredictable most of the time. So it exercises the part of our brain that controls adaptation to change. When a client comes into your hospital, you have to quickly assess that person's personality and mood and then adapt your mood to deal with whatever emotion that they're projecting. And that could range from joy to anger. It could be shock. It could be relief. It could be terror. They could be crying. All these emotions that clients bring into our hospital, you have to adapt to quickly. And so it exercises the part of our brain that deals with adaptability. And it teaches us to learn how to change. So that's positive. It exercises our brain. The more our brain is exercised around change, the better and easier we get at it. And that's the way I like to look at it. Another positive that we can get from our work is the animal interaction. There have been studies that show that being in the presence of animals and pets in particular helps to release oxytocin and has many calming effects, both physical and emotional. Animals can lower blood pressure. They can create calmness for us. Just by petting and interacting with them, we can get positive physiological effects. Animals have also been shown to help people with stress, anxiety, and depression. That's why all these people have been taking all these animals on airplanes and in shopping situations to help them deal with their anxiety. There's all these emotional support animals now. And in our line of work, we get to see this every day. We get to interact with pets consistently, and that's amazing. So that can have many positive effects on our home life as well. Another benefit we get from our work is the crazy stories that we get to tell. If you work in a veterinary practice for very long, you've got your fair share of funny animal stories and funny people stories. I think the people stories are even better than the animal stories. And that gives us a great way to gross out our kids at dinner and also be the center of attention at a dinner party. All these crazy client and animal stories that we have. And then another positive is we get to save lives. Saving lives as we do every day has a positive effect on our home life by creating that strong sense of accomplishment. The key to keeping that feeling of saving lives is to focus on the successes much, much more than the failures. The fact is, is that we save many more lives than we lose. And we all have a tendency to focus on the ones that we lose. How many times do you come home from work and talk about the things that didn't go well? 
Our job is to focus on what is going well and remember that more of our cases turn out with positive results than negative results. Now, what's negative about our work that can possibly affect our home life? What negative thoughts can I choose to bring home to my family? Let's all agree that there's many bad or sad things that happen in our day. Veterinary hospitals are great places to find a sad story. And it's okay to feel bad or sad about some of the situations that we are in. And I would argue that we need to feel those feelings in order to be our best selves. We need to be able to feel and process those emotions all the way through in order to not carry them home to our family. So if you find yourself feeling stressed and sad or angry and upset at work, you need to try to recognize those feelings in yourselves and acknowledge them. Recognize that you're upset about something that happened in your day and really feel it. And then work on leaving those emotions at work so you don't carry them home to your family. When you can leave them at work, you'll be a much healthier version of yourself when you arrive home. And one way to do this, if you're having a hard time getting that brain of yours to stop focusing on the negative, is to do a thought download right before you leave work and write down all the bad, sad, angry things that happen during your day. Any of these negative emotions that you're feeling, get them out of your brain and write them down on a piece of paper. It only has to be five minutes right before you leave work. And then take that piece of paper and look at it and look at all those things that happened and then crumble that up and throw it in the trash can. That's a way, a visual way, to let those feelings go before you leave the office. And if you need to, you can write a second list of all the positive things that happened today. I guarantee you that the positive list is going to be longer than the negative list. By doing this, you're going to focus your brain to think more positively and to let go of those negative things that your day brings up. You can actively choose to take home only those thoughts that are going to serve you and serve you into creating harmony at home. So can you improve your work life in order to serve your home life better? And that's a question you should always be asking yourself. You also need to remember that you can choose how you want to work and choose how you want to respond to those things that surround you at work. So if there's a negative or a toxic situation at your hospital, if there's negative people around you, you get to choose if you want to get into that negative, toxic environment with them. Or you can choose to think differently and create positivity and joy in your brain. So what am I really talking about when I talk about seeking work-life harmony? And it's probably a little bit different for everyone, but for me it means that my work life and my home life are supporting each other so that I can be the best version of me. My work life provides me with mental stimulation, it challenges me, it provides financial support for my family, it challenges my growth as a human being and my learning. I'm forced to use my brain consistently in problem solving, in negotiations, in conflict resolution. Those are all positives. Work can be such an enriching environment 
if we choose to think about it that way. So if I can take those negative things that happen in the day and really look at them and experience them and embrace them as part of life, part of that 50-50 balance of bad and good that we have in our lives, and then choose to take those negative things and let them go before I leave the office, then I can carry home the more positive things that happen in my day, and I can walk into my house refreshed and ready to switch gears into that home life that I want to create for myself. And then when things at home aren't going well, if something happens at home that creates stress for you, it's the same thing. Today, I left the house to take my son to the airport. So I was only gone for a couple hours. It was quite a short period of time, just long enough to get to the airport, drop my son off and back. Well, my husband had taken a package of toilet paper and set it on our stairs. And he was thinking that when my son went upstairs this morning to pack or whatever he was doing, that he would take that package of new toilet paper up to the bathroom upstairs and put it away. But that didn't happen. So this package of toilet paper was sitting on my stairs when I left to take my son to the airport. When I arrived home, My puppy, who isn't quite a puppy anymore, he's probably close to a year, He, I came home and in the middle of my living room was every single roll of toilet paper from that package. And it was one of those big jumbo-sized sand packages, which was, I don't know, 12 rolls of toilet paper. Every one of the rolls of toilet paper was out of the plastic wrap. He had totally opened the plastic. And he had taken out each roll of toilet paper Every roll was out of the package. He had taken each roll of toilet paper out and he had basically chewed at least five or six of the rolls and shredded toilet paper all over the one side of my living room. And I got home and there he was standing in the middle of this pile of shredded toilet paper looking just as happy as anybody could be. He couldn't have been happier if he had a whole box of candy in his hand. You know, it was, it was pretty cute, but I got home and that's what I walked into. Now I have to spend my time picking up all these shards of toilet paper and then vacuuming my carpet because it had little tiny shreds of toilet paper everywhere. And so I can choose to be upset by that. I can choose to be upset with myself for leaving the toilet paper there. I can choose to be upset with my son for not taking that upstairs. I can choose to be upset for my husband for thinking my son might take it upstairs or somebody would take it upstairs. I can be upset at myself for not putting the dog in the crate before I left. There's a lot of things that could happen in this situation, but I chose to be amused by it. And so if you can take any stressful, and that and that's kind of a ridiculous story, but the reason I bring it up is anything that happens in your life, your home life, you can choose to think about it the way you want to, and you can choose not to drag it to work with you. So if you had a bad morning, if your dog got into the garbage and spread it all over your house, if your kids didn't behave, if you didn't get enough sleep, there's so many situations in our home life that can carry over to work, just like the work can carry to home. If you can think about those situations in a different light, and choose to look at them as a challenge or as just a happenstance and that you're not going to let it get you down, then your work life is going to be in 
much better harmony. So if your family life provides you with fun and relaxation and often some of those challenges, and we all know that kids and pets and husbands can be challenging, but they are your emotional support. They are the reason that you go to work. They are the reason that you want to get a paycheck. And that's what you have to remember. So you've got to remember that they they go hand in hand. They go together. And if you didn't have your work, you might not enjoy your life as much. And if you didn't have your life at home, you wouldn't enjoy your work as much. And that's something that we really have to embrace. So harmony is a difficult concept, but I think it rings truer than balance because you can't just drop one thing for another. You have to blend. And so I hope that as you think about this concept, that you'll try to tune your thoughts in to how your work and your life really support each other. And then you can really start to enjoy each aspect for what it is. You can create harmony without giving up anything. And if you choose to give up something in order to create more harmony for yourself, you can do it with the right reasons. I just don't want you to quit because you're disgusted. I don't want you to quit anything at home or at work for the wrong reasons. You have the power in your mind to create anything in life that you want and the power to choose the positive things that can get you from home to work and work to home and build an amazing life. So if you choose harmony and understand that there can be harmony in any situation dictated by how you think about it, you will allow yourself to approach life more positively and care for yourself, your work, and your family in a deeper and more meaningful way. And as always, if you're struggling and these concepts aren't ringing true to you and you're having trouble understanding how to change your thoughts to make better feelings in your life and you're really struggling to create this harmony, reach out to somebody for either therapy or coaching. You can always reach out to me and I'd be happy to help you get through some of these thoughts. We're all dealing with the same struggles and you need to understand that we're all out there to help each other and support each other. And that's what it's really all about. So thanks for joining me today. If you'd like one-on-one coaching or you just want to ask a question or make a suggestion for the podcast, please reach out to me by email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. That's J-A-C-A-P-P-E-L-D-V-M at gmail.com. You can also reach me through my website where you can sign up for my weekly emails. I call it weekly words of support. So if you want to get an email from me every week on Wednesday, you can go to my website and leave your email address. And don't forget, go to work tomorrow with a great attitude and have a beautiful, fascinating week. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.